Hey Defender Nation, I'm Jeremy Perigo. I've just started as the new director of Campus Ministries and Worship Arts. I'm super excited to meet you all here and just see what God's doing in your life and, and then in our lives together this fall as we start together. Today, um, I wanna open up um, God's word to us and look at John 4. And in many ways, Jesus' trip through and to Samaria it's probably known to most of us. And actually for me, I discuss this passage quite a bit when I'm talking about theology of worship. And probably some of you guys that are in the worship arts program will we'll talk about it um, later this fall. But actually I'd love to talk to you not about worship and not about theology today, but particularly the broader context of this passage about Jesus meeting this woman at the well. Um, it, this whole encounter is a hidden gem. It actually, should have never happened. Everything in this woman's life prevented her from meeting the Jewish Messiah. From the first century Jewish perspective, she had lots of strikes against her. She was a Samaritan, she was female, she, she had lots of broken relationships and sin, she had the wrong theology of worship, and she had a different view, a Samaritan view of what Messiah would be. Yet the Father was searching for this woman. The ethnic divisions, the racism, the theological differences between Jews and Samaritans were so intense that most often Jews would go a different way, particularly rabbis like Jesus, a different, longer way around um, Samaria from Judea to Galilee. But Jesus had to go to this place, Scripture says. It's easy to miss that or, or even skip over that, but, but a number of biblical scholars highlight this single verb. This verb, had to pass, isn't about Jesus trying to find a shorter route via Google Maps or to bypass road construction on the Jewish interstate. Instead, Jesus goes through Samaria to accomplish the will of the Father. This place of encounter for the Samaritan woman occurred at Jacob's well, which was built generations and generations before by Jews. But in this moment, this woman meets Jesus in a sacred place, a sacred encounter. It wasn't an accident. She's a hidden gem that needed to be discovered and the will of the Father was for her to be known and not only known, but actually shine forth the gospel, the glorious radiant light of God in her own city. So at this sixth hour at noon when no other women are around or even no other men are around, the heat of the day, when she's there by herself, no one to gossip, no one to, to complain about what she's done, no one to listen, she meets Jesus. He then disregards, Jesus disregards all those taboos we've been talking about, her being a sinner, her being a Samaritan, her being a woman, and asks her for a cup of water. And in that moment, she and him begin a conversation. And that conversation leads, for her, leads to her receiving the gift of God, the living water. But the will of the Father was to draw her out of that hiding place and to be set as a light in her city. Wherever you're at in your life right now, your bedroom, your living room, your kitchen, on the farm, you can encounter Jesus. The grace of God is available. The Father, by the Spirit, is planning, He's leading, He's drawing, He's seeking after you. This is who our God is. You might have lots of good excuses why you should stay hidden, but God is graciously, lovingly drawing you out. The final section of this chapter is kind of one of my favorite parts. It shows this Samaritan woman taking this encounter with Jesus and leading others. 
confirming what I've been saying. If you read through the passage, and I encourage you to this week, read through that whole passage, but you see the disciples coming really shocked and confused. Jesus, they're, they're thinking this, they're feeling this. Why are you talking to this woman? What are you doing? She's a Samaritan, she's a woman. And in verse 27, the, the, the scene shifts as these disciples come back from their shopping trip and begin to question. And this is what happens in verse 28. The Samaritan woman leaves to tell the men of the city that Jesus had these prophetic insights into her life. And, and she begins to even question, is this the Christ, the Messiah? The, the pinnacle, the kind of climax of this passage is when the whole Samaritan village says, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know this one is indeed the savior of the world. This is a big deal. This is, you know, this is Samaritans catching a high Christology, a, a good theology of Jesus. And they come around this idea of he's the savior of the world. This is early in John. It's, it's amazing. What it reminds me overall is that God is sovereignly and relationally active in drawing and seeking. Our Father is searching out hidden gems, like the Samaritan woman. They may seem chance meetings, but these are divine setups, drawing out those who often society or culture ignores. And today I just want to invite you to, to open your eyes to the people, the places that are around you that God might be setting up for you. May we as a community be drawn out of the hidden places to manifest the light of Christ and may we see past ethnic, racial, cultural divides to see God's activity in one another.